right? We want everything to be equal, perfectly equal. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning that this is from Satan. There is no equal. Nothing could be farther from the truth because not all things are equal as much as you want it to be. Man, woman, creature. We're not all equal. We may be like, we just shouldn't put ourselves above each other, but there is one thing that we're going to talk about today. You can fight all the fights you want to fight. You can think all the thoughts you want to think. But there is someone that is greater than all things. Amen? There is one. I could just stop right there. We'd go on and eat, right? I'm not going to. There is one that is greater than all things. Christ in chapter 12 of the Gospel of Matthew makes three statements and three references to himself as to being greater than something else and I think that's something we need to go back to as I kept going through I kept wanting to move on through scripture and get us through with Matthew which y'all realize we've been in for almost a year but I couldn't get past these three statements so we're going to talk about those this morning if you would please stand let's read those statements in context the first is Matthew chapter 12 In verse 6, but we're going to start in verse 5. He says, Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and are, are innocent? But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. Now look at verse 41. The men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. Verse 42, the queen of the south will rise up with his generation at the judgment and will condemn it, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, help us to see this morning your value. Help us to see this morning how great you are. Help us to see you in a very special way this morning. And Father, as always, I pray it's not my words I want us to hear, but yours. And so, Father, we ask that you begin to move even now. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. For several weeks as I've been going through this scripture, the words greater than continue to just be on my mind. And I think one of the reasons that is is because, as I said before, in our world we want everyone to be equal. We want everything to be just right. No one gets ahead of the other. No one thinks of anything or anybody greater than the other one. And in that we begin to move towards not even Christ is greater. You see that in the world today? You see us setting Christ out of the picture? 
How many of you have been someplace where they used Xmas? How many of you have seen where they just won't even use Christmas because that's just something? We've taken prayer out of schools. We, well, not completely out of ours, might I say. We've done a lot in this world to take Christ and make him equal to us, if not even less than. Christ, in his own words, as he's been combating this rebellion, as he's been going against, people are trying to set him up and, and get him tripped up in the law. He is talking to them, and he says those three statements. There's someone greater than Solomon. There's someone greater than the temple. There's someone greater than Jonah, and he's here right now. And so I want to tell you this morning, listen to nothing else. I mean, I hope you listen to some of it, but listen to nothing else if you want to, but leave this building knowing that Jesus Christ is greater than all things, and he's here. There's something greater here. And not just here this morning, but in our lives every day if we would just hold on to him, if we would just reach out to him, if we would just think and love him like we should. Let's look at the first one. I want you to write this down. If you're taking notes, Christ is greater than any place. We read in verse 6 where he's talking about the temple priest working and, and how they, they're not uh, being reprimanded, they're not having a problem, that they're working on the Sabbath as they're trying to trip Jesus up. But Jesus says there in verse 6 that there's something greater than the temple. What? Do you know what the temple means? Do you know what the temple is to these people, these Israelites? The temple was, was everything. It was the hub of worship. It was their holy place for all of Israel. It was everything. The word in Greek is heron. It's a sacred place, whether the true God or of an idol. It's a, it's a word used of whether this temple here or a temple to an idol. And it's not just the building, it's the courts and the grounds around it. It's everything. It's what you say, I'm going to lift up and make the one. How am I going to apply that to us today? We don't go to the temple. And I've been to the temple site in Israel, and I've seen it in its ruins, laying in the street, the pieces of it all over where it, was, where it was destroyed. And I've seen what it is now. I've seen what's on it, and it's beautiful. And it's amazing, even in the rubble. It's awe-inspiring, but it is not greater than Jesus Christ. Folks, he says it himself. This temple, he, by the way, we know scripture. He says, I'll tear this temple down. Oh, he's talking about him, right? We know this temple is going to be destroyed. This wonderful place. And I'm wondering what's going on in their mind that people would put that above God. And then it hits me as I'm praying through this that it's just like many of us today. It's just like the world today. The building becomes the identity. That's what's happening with Israel. That building, that place of worship, yes, I understand. That's the holy of the holy. That's the way God was going to meet them. But they were becoming, Jesus is here, and he's among them at that time. You understand? Jesus is there among them at that time. 
but yet the temple is still so much more important. Jesus says, hey, I'm greater than that. I'm much greater than any building. I'm much greater than any court, any, any place, anything that you can set before me. I am greater than that. So you write that down. Jesus Christ is greater than any place that you can think of. How many of you have been to a lot of pretty places, great fancy buildings? I'll tell you something, you don't have to go out of Wortham. You don't have to leave Wortham, Texas to see a beautiful building. I've had more people come by here and talk about how beautiful and amazing this building is. You know, my answer from now on will be, it is an awesome, wonderful building that's being used of God. You want to get freaked out a little bit? Come tonight and see 100 kids all up in this building. It's tough. It's old. It's good. It's amazing, but it's not greater than Jesus Christ. There's no place that could possibly be greater than Jesus. Here's the second point. Christ is also greater than any person. He's he's greater than any place you can think of, the most magical place. What's the little place where the bunny runs down in the hole? Wonderland? He's greater than that. But he's also greater than every person you can think of. Look at verse 41 again. He says, the men of Nineveh will stand up with this generation and at the judgment and will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of who? Jonah. And behold, something greater than Jonah is here. So He's not only greater than any place, he's greater than any preacher. Understand how big this statement is. Nineveh is the most ridiculously cruel city there was. They were horrible. And Jonah ran, not because he didn't love God, he ran because he hated Nineveh. He didn't want them. He knew that if he went and God used him like he can, that Nineveh would repent and all would be fine. And he didn't want Nineveh to do that. Jonah, one of the greatest preachers, wouldn't he have to be? Listen, I want to be it. I don't want to get on a boat. I don't want to go all that kind of stuff. But I'd like to be a Jonah kind of preacher. I'd like to be used of God, if you will, like Jonah was that day. Because he spoke a word and God changed an entire city. The most horrible city you can think of. Hope I don't offend anybody. That'd be like. Maybe me going to New Orleans. Look, I'm from Louisiana, so I can talk about New Orleans. It's filthy. And going down there and speaking a word and God just laying on their hearts and they begin to repent and the whole city comes to know Jesus Christ. That's how amazing it is. And Jonah, used of God, made the worst city in the country turn to God. It's amazing, but it's not greater than Jesus. Jesus said those people who repented, they're amazing. They're going to stand up at the judgment, and they're going to judge that generation he was talking about, that generation that's coming up. They're going to judge them. 
because they're better than that. But Jesus says there's something greater than even that. And that's me, Jesus Christ. Greater than any preacher. Greater than any pastor you may know. Greater than any person in your life. Go ahead and see how it works out to put somebody, even your family, above Jesus Christ. See how that works out. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have lived long enough and you've lived through those times where you decided you were going to live for yourself or your family or your kids. And don't get me wrong, I love my kids, but my Jesus is greater than my kids. And if I spend my time focusing on Jesus and doing what Jesus has called me to be, guess what? My kids are going to be blessed. And God's going to do some amazing things. But we've got to have that mindset that Jesus Christ is greater than that. Greater than any place. Greater than any person. And here's the third thing. Greater than any power. Look at verse 42 again. The queen of the south will rise up with this generation and at the judgment and will condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. But behold, something greater than Solomon is here. King Solomon was the wisest king we ever knew. Scripture says he's the wisest king we ever knew, the wisest person we'll ever know. And the queen of the south, the queen of Sheba, in all her glory, in all her power, she goes to Solomon, the king of Israel, because of his wisdom. That's a powerful statement in how awesome Solomon is. That's a, that's a great statement to show you what wisdom and what a great leader Solomon was. There was no king wiser than Solomon. There is a king that's greater than even Solomon. You know where I'm going with this now at this point? It's Jesus. He is greater than even Solomon. He's greater than any queen. He's greater than any king. He's greater than any official. He's greater than any state representative, any state senator, he's greater than any president of the United States. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he reigns and he's here. I'm not saying don't love somebody. I'm not saying you can't like a candidate. I'm not saying you can't honor someone for being doing well and, and, and being great. But don't forget the sign. It's Jesus here. And the big mouth, is that how you learned it? The big mouth is always pointing to Jesus. And the skinny little point, that's to everything else. Everything in your life. And what does that mean for us today? That means no matter what you're going through, no matter how great you think you are, 
no matter how wonderful things are going or how bad things are going, Jesus Christ is greater than all of it. That's what we can get out of this. There's three amazing statements in Scripture that tell us as Christians today that I can stand knowing. I can stand, preach the gospel. I can go out of these walls and do all things that Christ calls me to do because He's greater than any opposition. He's greater than any other place. When we went, on the, we went to that Houston trip, there was an overpowering, powering, I wasn't good at English either, obviously, Miss Lane. Um, there was an overpowering feeling of Satan. The satanic spirit, when we were going down the one road that had mosque, it had all kinds of different religious buildings for all these other faiths, Muslim, Hindu, and I tell you, everyone in our van, we felt oppressed by Satan. So you know what we did? We pulled into the parking lot of a new mosque that's being built, and we began to pray against it. Why did we feel like we could do that? Because my God is greater than their God. My God is greater than anything. My God can handle all the world has because he's greater than all things. Amen? You can like someone, love them, honor them, do whatever you want to do, but you make sure Jesus is greater than everything else in your life. You want to prosper? Make Jesus greater than. I'm just laughing. I'm going to hit you right when I get it. He laughed. I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. You want to have power? In your ministry, you want to do great things for the Lord, you put Jesus greater than all other things. Amen? You better give God the praise. I want to finish by reading you a psalm. If you would turn to Psalm 148. Jesus Christ himself in those three statements says he's greater than everything. He's just greater than every place every person, every power. And therefore, I feel like our duty is to praise him because he's the great I am, greater than all things. Listen to this. I love the way the psalmist says it here. He says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all stars of light. Praise him, highest heavens and the waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He has also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which will not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters and all the deeps, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind, fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and winged fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men 
and virgins, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven, and he has lifted up a horn for his people. Praise for all his godly ones, even the sons of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we do praise you. We do praise you and we lift you high this morning. Father, we ask that you, you move in us. Father, let us never think that we are equal with you. Let us never think that any building, any place on this earth is greater than you or even equal to. Let us never think that there is any person that could possibly match up to you. There's no power, no entity in this world that can touch your majesty. Father, for those of us in this room who know you for our Lord and Savior, as our Lord and Savior, Father, we've confessed that with our mouth. We've believed that with our heart. For those of us who have done that, Father, forgive us for putting you in the back seat. Help us to refocus ourselves and put you back where you need to be as the focal point of all our worship. Father, there may be some in this room that's never accepted you as their Lord and Savior. They've never had that time in their life where you've moved in their heart and they realize that there's, there's no way that they could ever spend eternity with you because of the sin in their life, Father, and you've given them a way to take care of that. And I pray today you would move. And that they would seek to know you in a very personal way. Father, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for all you're doing. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.